AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It is the Matt McNeil Show. Joining us right now is from Healthcare for All, board chair Rose Roach. Also, other board chair is Dave Garibaldi and also Scott DeNoyer. Uh, he is uh, a single-payer healthcare activist from upstate New York who became involved with the insurance corporation uh, when worth uh, $6.1 billion denied his uh, son's mental health medications over a late $20 managed medical payment costing him his son his life. He became inv- involved in trying to make sure health care for all is something that is realized. This weekend, there is going to be an event. This is going to be over in Edina on Saturday from 1 until 4 at the Edina Public Library. They're kind enough today to join us to talk about that event and their fight to get health care for all. Hi, all. How are you doing? Hey, Matt. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. Can I say this before we get started? I got hit by a drunk driver in December. He broke my back. Uh, I've got good health insurance. I've got good health insurance. It has cost me and my wife, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on just health insurance, covering health costs alone. This is a broken system if I've ever seen it, because how in the world, even when you have good health insurance, are you already looking at massive bills? This is just a, currently it is a broken system. Yeah, I, I would say, um, is it a healthcare system or is it a healthcare marketplace? Um, some would say that maybe the system isn't broken. It's working exactly the way it's supposed to, but it isn't working for the right people, meaning it's not working for patients and it's not working for providers. And that's why we've got to get to a single payer Medicare for all or Minnesota health plan type system that centers patients and providers as the foundation of the system and stop thinking it's okay um, morally to profit off of another human being suffering. I'm so sorry that is happening to you. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't even know what good insurance means anymore. Well, and that's a, that's kind of the realization I came up with. I imagine the executives of corporations have really good stuff. But the rest of us, I mean, unless you're making in the six figures, I don't know if it's really going to be something that's viable there. Uh, Dave, let's have you ch- chat a little bit about, first of all, let's get the background about what is this event that's coming up here tomorrow? Well, Matt, all over the country this weekend, there's events like this celebrating the 58th anniversary of of the uh, signing of Medicare into law. And we're hosting this one in Edina. And uh, to celebrate our cherished Medicare program and to call attention to the very real threats to post to Medicare by privatization. Privatization is uh, flying under the radar, most of the media will not even talk about it, but Medicare Advantage programs are making off with uh, upwards to around $100 billion a year of overcharging the Medicare Trust Fund. And this is not a good thing. It's going to annihilate uh, traditional Medicare if we let it continue like this. And uh, like uh, Rose was saying, the Medicare for all bills in Congress would solve all of this, mm-hmm. as would our single payer health plan in the state, the Minnesota health plan. So we're we're out there to educate people. We're going to have some fun this weekend, have some treats and uh, some door prizes. But 
we're here to educate people about what we need to do to stop this insanity that's going on. And, and, and Dave, if I can ex- expand on that a little bit here, one of the things, I mean, I, we talk about this all the time, whether that's you know, in, in Minneapolis, St. Paul. I mean, it's a huge issue out in rural America. And you'll look at them and you'll say, you know, maybe we should expand Medicare. And they'll say, no, we can't do that. But we need to get for, we need to get affordable health care. And you want to just look at them and say, OK, do you understand that if you stay in the current private market system, which is designed to make money. It's a profit. Oh, they make a ton of profit. I just saw the Star Tribune story from a few weeks ago about who the top exec- paid executives were. They're making coin. Um, if you keep with that system, you're just not going to get the effective coverage. And I think, you know, whether regardless of that, someone who's working in the city, working at, at a restaurant or someone who's working on a farm, I think they should. The last thing they should have to worry about is if I get injured do I have coverage? I mean, I think that that's there's a there's a hard time I think getting that message across is that there's a real simple solution out here which will be more cost effective and better for everyone. Yeah, Matt. Uh, you know, we're already spending far more than we need to on healthcare in this country, far more than any other developed country. All of our wealthy peers just look at us and shake their heads. Yeah. The money's all going in the wrong profits, massive profiteering from the corporate executives and stockholders are getting big pays. And and that's all instead of going for patient care. What do we need to be wasting money on on stuff that isn't for patient care? Mm-hmm. No, and, and yeah, go ahead. Matt, can I just add, you know, you, you hit on a really important point because we are experiencing a rural health care crisis yes. across this country. And when you have big corporations that are consolidating and running our health care system, whether that's pharma, whether that is insurance companies or whether that is big hospital um, corporations, they're making decisions in these rural areas to say, well, we're going to stop giving maternity care, um, you know, in, in our hospital. And now we have women traveling 50 miles in, the, in Minnesota in the middle of a blizzard to deliver a baby safely. This is, the, they're creating healthcare deserts. And it's all around this idea that somehow, you know, this consolidation is better. They're going to do competition with each other. It's not happening. It is proven over and over again to not actually decrease costs or improve quality. So more and more people in the rural areas, and we specifically work with like Land Stewardship Project folks and Farmers Union, they're getting it. And they're understanding that there has to be a massive change. Just these little incremental moves here and there that further entrench the for-profit industry is not helping farmers grow their business. It's not helping people be entrepreneurs if they want to. Why do we allow our bosses to control our access to health care? For God's sakes, I come out of labor after 34 years. Bosses use that as a weapon in the class warfare that we're engaged in. We have to stop this insane system and guarantee health care um, to everybody. And you know why? Because it's a human need. Well, That's why. It, it absolutely is. And, and by the way, I will say this. It does seem like in rural parts of the country, they're starting to figure this out, that, that we have plenty of experience that when we open this up to a free market, it doesn't drop prices on the contrary. You get less service and it costs you more. 
But the reality is, is I think that they're realizing that this the system out there, you're starting to see things change. Whether that leads to wholesale change across the board, we can only hope. But if I can, Scott, if let's let's chat with you, Scott Denoyer. Uh, you 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 obviously to a point are like me. Only your 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 story is a very sad, very tragic story that got you involved and realized that if we don't change this, I mean, how many people like your son? have have the same problem where they're they're losing their lives because of a lack of 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 healthcare affordability because of the system that's in place um well i can tell you thank you again for having us on because it's like you said this this is so important to me you know because it is so personal to me that number that was given to us by the yale study was sixty eight thousand lives a year it was a conservative study and i'm sure that's way under the mark that would that number, what that reflects, is sixty-eight thousand lives a year could have been saved with a medical treatment that was available but was unaffordable. Um, you know, when we're looking at the numbers, it's just unreal that we pay twice as much as the next closest country, and for that cost, we have a ten-year life, shorter lifespan. Um, and you bring up the free market. And the movie that we're in, uh, that I'm in, like Healing Us, there is a Dr. Jarvis, which is a conservative from Utah, with that exact message to our um, far-right brethren that's out there. You know, that there is no place for health care or for insurance in our health care system because free market does not work. There is no exchange between supply and demand, and not to mention it's constitutionally correct and the morally right thing to do. You would think... Okay, so I got into a conversation with the Canadian comedian Brittle Star, whose sister-in-law had a health emergency in Canada, and he he talked a little bit about this. And someone in Canada started, you know, griping about the Canadian healthcare system. And I stepped in really quick. I said, "Trust me, I would much rather have the Canadian healthcare system." You would think it would dawn on people that being the worst-case scenario option to scare people into to realizing their system is much better, being the United States, might not be the compliment that people think it is in this country, that the healthcare system is so atrocious, it's worldwide known as, oh, dear Lord, we don't want that. Right. I mean, we all hear about how you know, the Canadians have to wait a longer time for a hip replacement. They don't tell us why. I mean, that's actually a fact. And the reason why is because they're living 10 years longer. How many more hip replacements would we have in America if we live 10 years longer and would we have the doctors to feed, meet that need? And the answer is quite simple. No, we wouldn't. They prioritize emergency care and preventative care, and they live longer, so they have to wait longer for elective care. But not even that much longer, to be honest. Well, and going back to Rose's point, they'll, you know, you'll get people who say, well, I don't want to have to wait for a doctor, but I guess I'll have to drive six, you know, 60 minutes to go give birth to a child. You know, it, it, it is a goofed up system that, you know, it clearly – and like I said, we do have a solution that really kind of fix everything except it doesn't, it doesn't guarantee these obscene profits to these companies that have been, that have been living basically high on the hog off American suffering for decades. 
That's right. And, you know, Matt, when people talk about the Canadian system, and I went up to the um, to Saskatchewan, I actually met um, one of the men who worked with Tommy Douglas, believe it or not, to help write the first uh, law that was passed up there in Saskatchewan province uh, that then became their national system and met with the nurses up there to find out how that system works from a patient, provider, and as union members <laughs> um, perspective. And I'll tell you, Yes, people may wait for, uh, as as um, Scott said, for um, elective procedures, just like we do down here, by the way. But nobody in Canada dies waiting for health care. That doesn't happen. And that happens in this country oh, yeah. all the time. Yep. No, it, it does. And we and like I said, we have a solution. It just is. And, and let's make, make sure that understand the entire system. The people who are making all the profit are spending millions of dollars a year to convince you that that system is the best system to keep in place because they don't want to lose the profits. So they, they, they shave off a slight bit of their, their wealth, basically convincing fools to, that, to vote against their best concerns, and we end up having a worse system for it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm of hope that this is going to change. Uh, if, if Dave, let's talk a little bit more about tomorrow. So you're going to be over at the uh, Adina Library. Uh, that's on York Avenue, I believe it is. Uh, t- t- go, tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening over there, uh, what you're going to have between 1 and 4. Well, we're going to have uh, a lot of interesting uh, speaks, uh, speakers, and Bill's uh, Roach here is going to be one of them. Our other colleague, Ann Jones, is going to be there to talk about uh, uh, Medicare history, how we came to this point in time. And Rose is going to touch on uh, the incremental approach we've been using for decades that hasn't gotten us anywhere. Uh, it's called managed care. And then our good friend Kip Sullivan, who is a nationally published healthcare policy expert, is going to be talking about Medicare Advantage specifically and how, as I mentioned before, it is gaming the system to the tune of uh, hundreds of billions of dollars. And we've got to come to terms with that. You, you never see that on the mainstream media. So thank you, Matt, today for, for having us on to actually say that. And I'm so glad to be able to say that. Um, there's just uh, so many other, so many players in this terrible uh, trough that we're in. But um, the other thing is uh, AG Keith Ellison is going to stop by. Good. And he's been a longtime single-payer advocate. And also I have heard that Ilhan Omar might also make an appearance and give us uh, some remarks. We're going to have remarks from a, a local small businessman named Kevin Brown. Smart Set Printing, and uh, we're going to also have um, some remarks from uh, some dignitaries like uh, uh, state senators and some uh, local local dignitaries as well. That's state senator legislators in general. There's there's going to be a few of them there, and we've got a few on video. Uh, Senator John Marty, who wrote the Minnesota Health Plan, which yeah. is our state single-payer plan, will be doing an audio greeting because he is not able to join today. Um, it is it's it's Tomorrow. you know it, it, it's it's good that you're getting this out there and you're getting this information out there because we do get sidetracked in this state. We just you know okay, great it. 
I'm glad we do not have the Sanford-Fairview merger going through. But as you guys are pointing out, that's kind of a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. It's it's not – you know, this the system is still having a lot of problems and we got to fix this. Although Sanford definitely has uh, has a reputation. That being said, it's – we the, the solution, once again, is out there and it's simple. And and if I, if I may uh, just in, in talk with Scott here one last time as well – Scott, I think that the thing that you and I probably can both attest to, and you obviously from from the the depths of your heart here, the the fact is is that the caring, the compassion, the humanity of a healthcare system, which is supposed to exist, where the idea is you take care of people, that is what's being sacrificed in lieu of you know procedural errors, which end up costing your son his life. Or just the profit margins because we got to get that share price up. You know, it, it, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's you almost kind of wonder where ha- where has this gone? How have we gotten to the point where the people that are running the healthcare industry in this country just don't have any compassion for the people that need healthcare? Well, I'll tell you, this action started right at the birth of HMOs when it was sold to Nixon, and it was told to him, the less health care they give, the more money they make. And Nixon's like, oh, that's good, that's good. You know, you can hear that on the uh, movie Sicko with the uh, with, uh, tapes that he has on there. But just like Amy Valella says in the movie Healings, it is a profit-driven system. They can be sued if they're not acting in the best interest of their shareholders, not in the best interest of the patient, in the best interest of their shareholders. That's a direct quote from Amy Bellella, who lost her daughter, Sherwin, you know, from the degree of the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's what's going to happen. We are going to remove this insurance mafia from our healthcare system that will destroy our children, destroy us, and profit off of our pain and our suffering because they have no place in our healthcare uh, Rose, I'm going to let you have the final say here. Why don't you remind everyone once again where this is going, what's going to happen tomorrow, and then if people, whether they can make it tomorrow or not, want to find out more information about uh, Healthcare for All Minnesota, where can they find more information about it? Sure. So tomorrow's event is going to be from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Southdale Library at 7001 York Avenue South. That's in Edina. Um, and if you want more information, because you can't join us tomorrow, um, please go to the Healthcare for All Minnesota. Just Google Healthcare for All Minnesota, and you will get our website, and you can find out all kinds of really good information, fact sheets, um, just about anything you want to know is on there. And Matt, could I just ask if I could just really quickly end this by reading a blog by a nurse from Minnesota who wrote this at the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic, because it speaks to why we got to fight for this system. Her name is Emily Pascala. And she said, if I die, I don't want to be remembered as a hero. I want my death to make you angry too. I want you to politicize my death. I want you to use it as fuel to demand change in this industry, to demand protection, living wages and safe working conditions for nurses and all workers. Use my death to mobilize others. Use my name at the bargaining table. Use my name to shame those who have profited or failed to act, leaving us to clean up the mess. Don't say heaven has gained an angel. Tell them negligence and greed has murdered a person for choosing a career dedicated to compassion and service. That's why we fight. Healthcare for all Minnesota. It's hca-mn.org. I'll link to that a little bit later on on all the social media pages. Uh, Rose Roach, 
Scott uh, DeNoyer and Dave uh, uh, Garibaldi. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you. you joining me today. I appreciate all your information and Healthcare for All Minnesota. Find that website for all the information that they have. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the time Thank today. You. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, we'll take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.